Are you fed up with the gay dating scene? And are you exhausted trying to find a decent man through bars, clubs, and dating apps? Listen, I hear you. Dating in this day and age can be exhausting. But the truth is, your dream man is out there and he is waiting for you. My name is Frank Macri and I've mentored thousands of single gay men from around the world. So how do you attract lasting love no matter your age or appearance? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to Gay Dating Secrets. Let's get started. Hey everybody, hope you're having a great day. I'm having a pretty awesome day. I just booked tickets to go home to New York next month. I live in Seattle, but I grew up on Long Island, New York. So I will be going with Brandon to see my friends and family back on Long Island next month. Really looking forward to that since we won't be going there for the holidays. So it'll be a nice chance to see everybody and then gear up for the holidays season back here in Seattle. And I, I want to talk about in this episode, uh, the first date. Now, a lot of gay men find dating to be stressful. They don't necessarily enjoy it. Uh, they a lot, I hear a lot of stories about gay men who have many first dates, but very few second or third dates. And I want to break down in this episode exactly what you can do when going into a first date to set yourself up for satisfaction and happiness no matter the outcome. So before going into any date, it is important to get very clear and intentional about what it is that's driving you to date in the first place. A lot of gay men just date for the sake of dating. Are you trying to date to get someone to like you? Are you trying to just get to a second date uh, just to say that you did it and to feel worthy? Are you dating because you're just bored of being single? Here's the thing. You are lovable and you are deserving of love no matter if a date is interested in seeing you again. And if you haven't already, I recommend listening to the episode on rejection where we really build off the uh, build off some of the things you need to know if someone does turn you down. When it comes to dating, let your indicator of success be based on how well you stayed true to yourself on the date rather than if the other man wants to see you again. Again, allow your indicator of success to be based on how well you stayed true to yourself rather than if the other man wants to see you again. Because you are 100% worthy of love, and that is not something negotiated or compromised by someone else's opinion. Now, it's totally normal to feel nervous and excited about a first date. First dates can have a lot of tension. So it is a wise idea to engage in a shared activity that can get things rolling on a positive note. I hear stories of many gay men that choose to get drinks or a meal for a first date. And I don't think this is the best way to go because these types of dates can sometimes create pressure 
where you and the other man may feel pressed to think of interesting conversations the whole time. And I remember when I was single, I would go on endless coffee dates that led to the same boring conversations about work, about childhood. These are the dates that would finish with a casual hug and a, okay, I hope we get together again soon. And that never happened. And it would frustrate me because I had all these amazing things I imagined doing when I found my dream man, but I never got past the first date to actually do those things. So then I decided to do something totally different. Instead of waiting for when I'd have my dream man and then experience joy in my life, I decided to instead have as much fun as possible as a single man and invite date-worthy men to join in on my adventures. And this entirely changed my dating game for the better. So instead of going on these boring dates that involved pretty basic, lame, generic conversations, and then being disappointed when I didn't get to go on future dates that would be more more fun and exciting and energizing, I flipped the script. I began looking up fun events that I wanted to do that I knew would bring me joy. I would find I would find different spots in the city that I wanted to check out. I would look up different hikes I wanted to explore. I would research different events that I was interested in attending. And it didn't take long before I was having so much fun by simply enjoying my own company. Not once did I feel lonely. So I then discovered that Sam Smith, the famous pop singer, would be performing in Seattle the following month. And I did something kind of crazy. I knew that I wanted to go. And I really did want to share that experience with someone else, with another man. So I bought two tickets. I bought one for me and I bought one ticket for my not yet existent date. And just by declaring that, by committing to that, by setting that intention, by signaling that desire to the universe, things started to line up. A couple weeks before the show, I met three gay men that I was interested in taking out on a date. And without feeling any attachment to an outcome, I, I ended up saying the same thing to all three men. I sent them individual messages saying, hey, I'm going to the Sam Smith concert next week and I have two tickets. Would you like to join me as my date? And something really awesome happened. And this is where I really understood the secret to dating. The first two men graciously declined my invitation because they had prior commitments And what I noticed as well is they didn't follow up with any other date ideas. They didn't say that they wanted to do something else instead. So my instincts told me that they would not be a match for me. So I actually spared myself of dating someone that wouldn't be a fit. I knew that I wanted to be with a man that was spontaneous and that matched my level of commitment. So the boldness of my invitation actually filtered out the men that were not a match for me. 
And amazingly, the third man that I invited said, wow, this is the best way someone has ever asked me out. I would love to go. Thank you so much for the invite. And we had the most fun together. We had such a blast at the concert. And we were having so much fun that it felt like we had known each other for years. There was not a single awkward moment. There was not a a single time where it felt like the conversation was getting dull. We ended up actually going on a few more dates that month until we mutually realized that we weren't a fit. And that discovery that we weren't a fit, it didn't create any resentment or judgment on either of our parts. And even though things faded out, I felt no sense of loss or disappointment when we stopped dating. And in retrospect, I realized that the reason why things ended so peacefully is because I was already having so much fun in my life. I was living as a whole person and I no longer waited until I found someone to start enjoying my life. So by no longer waiting and instead creating the fun I wanted to have by living and operating from a place of joy, it no longer felt like a loss. And what was so great about this is I allowed me to be the source of my own joy rather than a relationship. I didn't need a man to fill a void in my life anymore. Instead, I began attracting other men that were whole that enhanced the already exciting adventure I was living. And that is what eventually led me to meeting Brandon, who I'm now with. Do you see how this all fits together? So what I want you to take away is that a relationship will not make your life better. It will simply magnify the life that you are already living. So if you're living a life where you are feeling lonely, lost, sad, apathetic, the presence of another man will not solve that. Life will not suddenly get fun and interesting and joyful. Now, it is possible to feel lonely and disconnected even in a relationship if you haven't done the work on yourself to discover ways to cultivate joy from within. In other words, two lonely people do not magically make a happy and thriving couple. On the other hand, when you have two happy, thriving individuals, they are those that make for a happy and thriving couple. So if you are feeling upset because a date didn't work out, then that's not an indicator that the man was a jerk. That is an indicator that you weren't happy in the first place. In order to master your first date, it is essential that you are actively creating joy in your life as a single man. So I want to leave you with something to to take away and put this into action. I want you to have as much fun as possible in the next week, in the next month. I want you to look up things that you can do that will bring you joy just because they're so much fun. And I will promise you that it's going to shift things for you. You'll start to attract different people into your life. And eventually you'll attract your dream man that's going to want to join in on your magnificent adventure.
So if you're wondering how to put this into practice, here's what I invite you to do. Here's your challenge if you choose to accept it. I want you to fill your life with as much joy and excitement for the next month. Look up things that you would love to do, to experience, to see, just for the sake of it all. And I want you to start doing those things. And eventually, you'll start to see that your desire for a relationship won't come from a place of desperation or fear or loneliness anymore. It will come from a place of expansion. Like, oh my gosh, life is so amazing. I would love to be able to share my amazing life with another amazing man. Notice how different that sounds and feels compared to I'm just lonely and I want someone that will be with me. Completely different energy around it which attracts a totally different caliber of man. So when you start having joy in your life, then take it to the next level and start inviting other men to join you. So for example, if you don't want to do something as bold as getting two concert tickets, you could say, you could have a kayak. Let's say you like kayaking and you're going kayaking this weekend and you meet some man that you are interested in. Say, hey, I'm I'm gonna go kayaking this weekend. It's gonna be so much fun. Would you like to join me? I'd love for you to be my date. Do you hear the difference in that then, hey, what do you think we should do for a first date? I don't know, maybe we should grab coffee. Maybe we should get a meal. That comes from a place of really low energy. And and when you have a foundation of low energy, it sets the tone for the relationship. So imagine starting the date with this exciting kayaking trip where you have something you can remember and talk about and something that gets you out of your head and into your into your heart, into your body. That's the other side of this. When you can invite someone to join in on your adventure, in someone to join in on your joy, it creates this entirely different dynamic where you're not in your head. A lot of times gay men can be more logical. They're in their heads, they're overthinking, they're ruminating on all the things they could have said or done differently. And there's no better way to get stuck in our heads than when you are sitting across someone at a table drinking coffee wondering what question you should ask them next. So instead of doing that, have an experience that will bring you joy and invite someone to share in that experience so that way you both get get to just be together rather than try to perform or pretend to be something that you're not. All right. So much fun to share this with you all. Go out there, have amazing dates. I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, he's on his way. If you liked this podcast and you want to take your growth and transformation to the next level, I want to share with you my brand new podcast called Life Coaching Secrets. It's where you will learn the exact tools I use to become confident, attract quality men, and even create a successful business. 
head over to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast to get started. I'll see you there.